2: Good evening Sir Dennis and welcome all to Aston Villa through the years Morty's mixtapes. Dennis on the last episode we talked uh, about Gordon Taylor, we talked about Sugarloaf Mountain, we looked back at Aston Villa's magnificent win, well Defeated Arsenal, but ultimately winning of the title 40 years ago. On tonight's show, we are going to be paying tribute to the European Cup that you eventually went on and won. We're going to talk about the BT film that's uh, on on the. Well, it's not on the back burner because it's going to happen. We're going to look at Coventry City with the Youth Cup final, and we're going to be talking about Copa pele but first, how are you, mate? You okay?
0: Yeah, uh, <clears throat> I've had my second jab. Good man. So, so I'm uh, fully protected now. Well, uh, you can go to Israel then, by the looks of
2: my news tonight, Dennis. Is that right? Okay. <laughs> what about what about Istanbul to go and watch the uh, Champions League final? Well, shall we start with the European Cup? And we were going to talk about the Super League and the European Cup. On, on the last episode yes. but i think uh, i think it's right and proper to start there um so your thoughts on turkey it is an all england final chelsea versus manchester city i've heard a lot of people talking that wembley should be moved to wembley i think it should be moved to villa park because one's from manchester and one's from london what's your take on on proceedings
0: uh, well, first of all, I think both teams were ab- were excellent yeah. in getting through to the final. I mean, it it just goes to show you really the strength of 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 uh, the football that we've got in this country yeah. from the point of view of the talent. I mean, the only the only problem I have, and this is connected in a way with the Super League, yeah. is that these teams are going to become untouchable. Yeah. Uh, you know, the, 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 I mean Chelsea. They looked they looked magnificent last night. They you know they they looked at they played Real Madrid off the plaque. And you know, and, and you look at Man City who now for the last seven, eight years have been absolutely superb and we'll only get stronger. Yeah. So so for the rest of the teams in the Premier League, yeah, what hope have they ever got of 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 actually winning it? If if teams like Chelsea uh man city man united as well who are looking strong again Mm. and obviously liverpool will move up so there's your top four who's going to move them and and you know in some way uh i've I've thought about this quite a lot actually and and i do feel that they should be moved on yeah and i think the league should 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 now reflect a, a a a system where you've got anybody from 18 or 20 teams whatever you want it who could actually win that trophy yeah. You could still run a champ. You could still have a Champions League uh, Competition as well because the Super League would be beyond that. Yeah, but but I, I just feel that you know If football fans really are honest with themselves, do they really want to keep seeing their team? Yeah, just being also runs mm-hmm. and just applaud the fact that they're in the Premier League year in and year out for me I I don't think that makes sense going forward, but but going back, you know, sort of what we were going to look at, you know, playing a game in Istanbul to me, when it's when uh, they're in lockdown, Turkey. Yes, yeah. they are.
2: Yeah, correct. It just
0: it, it it just seems sensible to play yeah. the game at Wembley, or as some people have said, you know, Old Trafford. Yeah, you know, it just seems it just seems obvious to do that. Hmm. But Old Trafford would be too
2: close, in my my mind, too close to, to Manchester. And we're not talking massive numbers because we're still going to have restricted numbers yes. of fans that can go into the ground. So you don't need a, a maximum capacity of 76,000 or 80,000 or, or or more, as the case may be. You could... You could easily play in the middle of the country, like we used to play FA Cup semi-finals, and I think Villa Park would be a tremendous venue for the uh, for the uh, for the Champions League Cup final.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, if uh, if there was if there was a case, mm. uh, you know, to to have a uh, a ground, as you say, Paul, it's not going to be. I think there will be fans. Yes, yeah? there will be. Yeah, yeah. And you know, even if it's like. Mm. What five thousand from each club yeah yeah it would it would be ideal to play yeah. at a Villa Park, especially as both teams now when they've got a one's coming down the m one one's coming you know or one's coming up the m one one's coming across the m six yeah it it's it's easy for the fans, i mean why can't we make it easy for the fans you Absolutely. know it's, uh, it's 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 for the fans anyway it's not it's not for UEFA to now just Think that okay, we've got it in Istanbul. They can always say to Istanbul, okay, well, you can have it next year, and, and maybe next year, you know, there will be a bigger final, you know. But <clears throat> you know, if, if, if there's an opportunity for UEFA to do something sensible, and you know, if there's enough pressure put on them, then maybe they really might. <laughs> so, Paul.
2: Yeah, yeah, so you've just gone away from me momentarily. I I think it would be a damn good argument if I was head of UEFA. You see, if you're going to be hosting the Champions League final this year, there are going to be a restricted amount of fans that are going to go into the ground. I'm not sure how how many that ground holds, but you're probably looking at no more than 10,000 in Turkey, I wouldn't have thought. Now, surely if you were in Turkey with all the lockdowns and the restriction of fans, you would say, I'm quite happy to let England have this Champions League because we're going to have the next one or we're going to have the next one when we're up to full capacity. So we're going to earn a lot more money and we're going to get a lot more kudos and people can walk around Istanbul and it's a great selling point for Istanbul and Turkey.
0: Surely that is sense. It's, Paul, it is sense. I mean, I've always felt, uh, for me, you should wait and see which two teams qualify. You yep. so say it was two Spanish teams yep. who had gotten through to the final. Yeah, it makes sense to hold the game in Spain. Yeah, absolutely. Or and because it's in Europe, though, they could go anywhere, really. You know, from that point of view. But but you know, without people having to sort of go over water or take a plane. But I I, I just feel that they they always name the the venue far too early for me. Yeah. yeah you know, they they need to to hold back on that one. I know I know they've got to get the grounds ready, but but what all grounds are ready, aren't they? Or, and it's simple to sort of put on an event when you you know the final the finalists now we know them it's a month before the game uh, so there's plenty of time to 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 put that put you know put everything into into place for you know a a, a neutral ground and but a ground that's close for both sets of fans instead of being. You know, like what was the one the other year? Was it Arsenal against Chelsea? Was yeah, and in they the... played it in Baku, didn't they? It, oh gosh, <laughs> I mean, It's incredible. Yeah. But, you know, it's supposed to be for the fans, yeah, the yeah. fans of those teams. All the, all the money that those fans spend to get to the final, mm. and then they find that to get to the to the final ground, they've got to take uh, you know two or three sort of trips to get there, yeah, and then they've got to get those same trips back. It doesn't make sense. Not really. Yeah, no, from no. that point
2: of view. I mean in terms of Baku when uh, you know Arsenal played Chelsea Yes, as you say, I mean, there's two teams from London. You could have yes. played that in at a well, you Wembley would have been Wembley, the, the ideal venue there.
1: Yes. But there
2: were fans of both both clubs having to literally hire taxis to get there because there was no infrastructure yes. <laughs> to get the fans. I think there was only one playing there. I mean, who actually decided that that was going to be the venue? Uh, for a major European Cup final, needed their heads locking into because it was just it was just a, a non-starter for me. It was a ridiculous idea from the get-go. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to spread the game out to as many European countries as what they can, and I get that. I think every fan understands it, but I think common sense has to prevail. And I think you're right. There should be something set in that if two teams from the same country, are in the final, it has to be played in that country at a venue. And let's be honest, Dennis, games of football are played in all of these venues all through the season, with cup games, probably at least 25 games. It's not difficult to get another one organised, is it?
0: No. Uh, you know, we all get committees that, that obviously look for these places. Mm. There they, they must be you know the, the, the communication between sort of all the football clubs the, the, surely you wouldn't it be better if UEFA sent a, a, a letter out to the clubs It might do and yeah. said look we're thinking about having this game in Baku yeah, yeah. in the middle of nowhere yeah. and it's going to take you four days to get there. Do you think it's a good idea? Oh, and by the way, your fans won't be able to get there unless they take a taxi, and it's going to it's going to cost them an absolute fortune, and it's about 200 miles. Yeah. You know, surely that kind of <clears throat> information should shouldn't they discuss it with the with the clubs who are in who are actually playing, uh, you know, in, in the competition, and say is that really the place to put it? Mm. You would. Yeah, you would I, like I take I so. t- Yeah, I take what yours. You know, what you said is, is is exactly right. You know, they want to open the game up. Uh, to everywhere mm. in Europe, yeah, and 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 that's why they do it. And so there's a there's a goodwill thing there, really. But it's not goodwill on behalf of the clubs and the fans who watch their team. It's every I, I think every fan loves to watch their team go to a final, yeah. And not to be able to do it when they do get there, it's it's it, it, it's heartbreaking for them because you know the the, the true fan. He wants to be at every game and he will be. And probably there's fans who did make the trip. But it, it, it probably cost them, you know, a, a bank loan. Yeah. Because I, I remember I, I remember talking to people when we got to the final in Rotterdam. Yeah. And you know, I, and mm. you know, when we go out and do Q and A's and they would say to us, you know, I have to go to the bank and borrow some money. <laughs> It was the only way I'd had to take three days off work yeah you know now, now these people you know they, they were sacrificing something to get there yeah because it was their, it was their team and it, it might only be once in a lifetime that you get to see your team in a major competition so those people who made that journey to Rotterdam yeah they they've got a story to tell and these people do tell it to us when we meet up with them you know about they might have been 14-15 when they went there, yeah, but, but but they've got a story to tell. The people who who now have to be turned away, who can't go to a final, like in Baku, you know, with the Chelsea and, and Arsenal fans, it, it might not happen for them again. And so they've lost an opportunity which, you know, I, I was, was there for them,
1: yeah.
0: Mm. I mean, I had a neighbour who uh, big Wolves fan, and uh, he was he was starting to suffer a little bit from dementia. Yeah. And uh, and and he's, minor, he's a big Wolves fan. And when he got to the semi final a couple of years ago, I, I, I went over to him and I said, "Look, I can get you two tickets for the semi final. Uh, do you want to go?" And he he he, he said yes. Hmm. The only problem was is that his wife, who was doing a lot of looking after him, she sort of came. And knocked on my door later on and said look i don't think it's a good idea yeah yeah for him to go simply because yeah he needs someone to look after him
1: mm.
0: and there was no one who could look after him so you know he, he missed out on that obviously because he 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 was desperate to see his team which is Wolverhampton Wanderers yeah in a in a, a Wembley in a semi-final which really in all honesty they should have won yeah, they should yeah Mm. They should have won. I mean, the penalty decision was 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 abysmal. Yeah, in the last two minutes, it was a terrible decision. But they didn't get through to that. Now, you know, if they got to the final, I would have offered those two tickets again. Yeah. But he probably would have been able to go. You see, so. But but it's 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 supporters like that who that once in a lifetime opportunity. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I was the same with Liverpool. I mean, I I. At the time, I didn't think of it as being the only opportunity I would get to watch them play in a final. It was the European Cup Winners' Cup. I was only 14. I think it was 1965, 64. uh, And they played up in Amden Park. Right, okay. Yeah, and I I went up to that game. Yeah. Took a couple of days off school. Well, took one day off school. (laughs) (laughs) And that was the day day where we travelled how we got there we were on we were on a coach i was only i must have been 14 13 14 we were on a coach we drove up the way all the way from liverpool up to up to amden park and uh and then we drove back that same night yeah we got back at six o'clock the next morning yeah. back into 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 liverpool and uh By nine o'clock, I was in school. Yeah. So so I only missed one day. (laughs) and I I had a cold that day. So my mum was quite happy. My mum was quite happy to write a note saying he wasn't feeling very well. Yeah. What was the result? They lost 2-1. So you were feeling even worse. So, yeah, it was Hmm. even worse, yeah. But you know what was worse? The worst thing about it was, was the state of Amden Park. Right. It was a dump. Yeah. We We were used to seeing Amden Park. With hundred and twenty thousand in yeah. England, Scotland, um, yeah. international games, yeah, or, or the the Scottish Cup final, yeah, and you, you used to think to yourself oh, that must be some ground, but but when it's half empty, which it was, mm. yeah, we were able to walk around the ground and be quite free to go in wherever we wanted really once we got in, but it was it was all it was all terracing. The whole thing except this square box that was where you know where the support uh the the teams came out of yeah and because you know they were in a wealthy club queens park because that's who's grounded yeah on. absolutely got yeah. To two finals didn't they back in that's the right. early days yeah so, so the, the the ground now if you can imagine it so you've got your steps and in front of the steps was a was a a, a piece of wood <laughs> old in the dirt back yeah <laughs> and that was it and it was shocking I couldn't believe it. Amden Park. Yeah. A place I'd seen on the television with 120,000 thinking it was going to be absolutely fantastic. What's the most shocking
2: thing? The state of of Amden Park or the fact that Queen's Park, like it's their ground. I mean, why? I mean, how big were Queen's Park back in the early days?
0: (laughs) It's just mad, isn't it? It is mad. It is it's, it's crazy think yeah. that they had the a ground which could hold 120,000 <laughs> people. I mean, you know, you, mind you, you could probably guess, you could probably see why it probably didn't cost much to build, actually. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, there's the few guys with wheelbarrows and all that chucking, chucking, chucking soil, you know, between the the, the slats of wood to make the terracing. Yeah, so oh
2: my God! It
0: wasn't. It was. A, it was an interesting trip. Put it that way.
2: But you're right, until you actually go there, you have no idea what it really no. is like. You look at it and you, you watch that game, the England and Scotland game. You're right, you used to have 120,000 inside Amden Park and you think it's yeah. one of the greatest games. I, I guess a little bit similar to the Maracanã. Oh, we're going to touch upon. well, we're going to talk about well, uh, we Copa did, yeah. Pelle <laughs> in a bit, we're <laughs> going to talk at more length. I just wonder, yeah. before we leave the, the European Cup and the Super Club, would you be with, for the Super Cup, Dennis, and in what format?
0: Okay, so I we were going to talk about this last week. Yeah, yeah. And I and I and, and I, I just made a load of I made a few notes before I was going to come on and talk to you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it, just to sort of uh, you know mull it mull it over, with you ask me? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the the, th- the first thing I, I I sort of questioned was would they still play in the Premier League? Because at the time, yeah, I wasn't too sure whether they were. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I think they were still going to be playing in the Premier League. Now, for the starter, if they were, I don't know how that could have worked.
1: No, absolutely. I really
0: don't. Mm -hmm. Because if they were playing the Super Cup then, that would have meant there's no Champions League. Yeah.
2: But they wanted the Champions League as well. They wanted the Champions League Yeah, they won the Champions League and the Super League. Okay, so they wanted the cake. Yeah, yeah, they wanted the cake and they want to eat it, basically. They wanted to operate a closed shop.
0: Yes, yes.
2: But surely surely the Champions League, because in old money when you won the European Cup, it was the champions of the countries that went into the European Cup and it was the Champions Cup, if you like, the European Cup. Then it got turned into a Champions League. So, So really... This Champions League is the Super League of sorts, it is. isn't it? It is. And it I is. don't get what the difference is.
0: Yes. yes. Well, it's greed, isn't it? P- pretty I mean, much, every, yeah? every, Everybody has said the same thing. It's, mm. it's just all about greed. and, and it's, it's quite interesting because a lot of people have also said that because it was being uh, funded by an American uh, investment company.
1: Yeah, bank. Yeah.
0: And a lot of the people involved who are working at football clubs are American. And a lot of people have said, well, the Americans work a totally different way than what we do over here. And that was a, that became very clear, didn't it? Really? Mm -hmm. Once the information started coming out. But I think one of the interesting things about the Super League is that I, I know there's a lot of other clubs came out and said, Oh, this is disgusting. We would never have done this ourselves. Yeah. Mm. When you think about the number of clubs that are owned by billionaires. Yep. Yeah. I would wonder if they had been approached. Would they have turned it down? No. So there you go, Paul. I don't know. Yep, there you go. So, mm. I, I, last week in, in the in the uh, in the Observer on the Sunday. They they always have do every before every season starts halfway through it and then at the end of the season they always have someone speaking from all the football clubs about how they think the teams have feared who's yep. best player stuff like that and so all so so they did this in the uh, Observer you know and and obviously a guy called Jonathan Pritchard yeah, is the one that does the Villa yeah and and so all these people now have given their their opinion of how they felt about it. But I would, I would wonder if those guys would have been the same, you know, sort of if their their clubs had been part of that. So there wasn't just six; there might have been about ten. Yeah, because if you think about it, you've got you've got you've got Leicester City at the moment, who are a, a, a second, third in the league. Yeah. They're owned by a billionaire. Yeah. Yeah. And again, you know, I just wonder whether if they would have turned down an opportunity to go into a super league but when we look when, i think when we look at it you look think of a super league you're thinking of of the teams the names that are synonymous with playing at the top level with all the best players
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you're only looking at the likes of liverpool man city man united yeah yeah uh, arsenal tottenham mm-hmm and that top six is what you're looking at if yeah. you look in spain you got madrid you got barcelona atletico madrid and then you go to italy you know and the, the teams there you so you're looking at milan you're looking at juventus uh in germany you've got the you've got the bundesliga and really in the Bundesliga, you're only looking at Bayern munich because all the others yeah, aren't super clubs they're not super clubs, no, no. Not super clubs. No. I, I just reading about Bayern munich that they, they earn 70% more money than anybody else in that league. Yeah. yeah. TV rights. So, so yeah. wouldn't it wouldn't it be good for the Bundesliga to get rid of Bayern Munich? Because what 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 does it do for the You know, if you're a manager of the but if you're a manager of of uh, Bayern Munich or you're manager of Real Madrid, you or Barcelona in the past you always know that you're going to be sort of there or thereabouts winning the league. But the big prize has always been the Champions League or the European Cup. Yeah. yeah. So, so you know, these these people only want to be, these the people who own these clubs, they only want to be playing, as they said, against each other. Now, I put down here, yeah, how competitive Yeah. would it have been to have had a Super League where no one gets, you know, sort of dropped out of it? Yeah. Is it necessary that you have to win it? Yeah, to get the money that is being put towards you.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah, so, 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 you know, how competitive. So I can imagine the players thinking, "Oh, we don't have to win away; we can win at home." You know, and do we have to really put a hundred percent in? Mm. You know, the club's still going to get the money. In fact, you know, in, in a way, the manager could quick, turn around and say, "All right, let's let's play out under twenty threes this week." Yeah, uh, you know in 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 the super league so there have to be certain uh, criteria that you know the teams would have to play their best in but if they're then playing in the champions league as well yeah that's some going yeah to sort of uh to, to, to be able to compete every week week in at that level because you know playing it into uh, playing it in the champions league that level you, you're stepping up another level there yeah paul you know from the point of view of your own league the premier league and and you know you're watching those teams play you know because uh, obviously i've been watching it all season you know it, it's 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 been really really you know sort of tough for a lot of teams
1: mm.
0: to keep that standard up yep. yeah and, and to play at that competitive level all the time because you only have to make one mistake and these guys can't half punish you oh. yeah at that level mm. you know so you know, for me, is that what would be the competitive levels after a while? Would they Could they sustain it? Yeah. would Could they sustain it, you know, after uh, fans? How are fans going to – are they going to travel all over the country, all over, the, all over Europe, watch, watching them play? You know, it, it becomes quite a, uh, a, a, a big ask of fans, yeah, to sort of uh, travel.
2: I don't think that they, for one minute, um, looked at the the supporters. I think what they're doing, I mean, it's a a global game, is the way that these multi-billionaires see football. Um, The way that they, for me, the way that they see is the big clubs want more money. They want a bigger share of the TV, right? So they can earn more money. They can have more money. They can buy all the better players and they want it all, on their own terms. I, I, th- I think that within UEFA, eventually, because I can't see, I mean, I would love them to scrap the Champions League personally and go back to the European Cup, Cup Winners' Cup and the UEFA Cup. That's what yes. I would like them to yes. do, playing your own domestic league and then play like you guys used to do and play in the three European tournaments interestingly enough they have invented another European tournament so there are going to be three European tournaments but they they can't decide what's best for this like league of greed they want more money they just can't work out how they're gonna grab it now I think they've looked for many many years now at America and now they have the Western Conference and the Eastern Conference and then the the ones at the top They play playoff games and then they so they win the supporters' shield, which is the league title, and then they play in the MLS Cup final, which is the big game, which used to be Soccer Bowl. So I think they've been looking at that, but and and I think if they would have got the okay from fans, I think they would have gone for it big time. They just didn't realise and understand the fan. And you're right, Dennis, if you're if Aston Villa are playing. Bayern Munich on a Wednesday night, how many seriously do they think away fans are going to turn up to to play in Munich? Well, when it happens in a European Cup, as you've alluded to earlier in the final, they'll remortgage the house. They'll do yes. whatever they they can to get there. But when you're doing it every week, it's like the shine's been knocked off that new ball. It's not going to work. They want The fans want the bread and butter of watching their club Every week, playing in good competition like what we've got in the Premier League, I'd like to see the Premier League scrapped and join back to the Football League and have the money shared more equally before, between ninety-two clubs. Because the, Europe, the, the, the the Premier League was a breakaway league as well. Let's not forget yeah. about that.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I, I I put some points down in my list about if there was if if they did form a Super League. So the, the, the reforms, what I would look at then, yeah, is that you know, and this is me just sort of uh, putting my stuff. So we'd have reforms to the Premier League, yeah. We'd we still so we so those teams would I I would send them out permanently, yeah. If they wanted to go and play in a Super League, I would get rid of them permanently. This is what I would do. Yeah. Then you still you still have Champions League qualification for the reformed Premier League. Yep. Yeah. The things I would do then, I would have a salary cap yeah definitely a club spending cap yep. yeah so everyone now is is which is what we all thought it was going to be at one time mm-hmm. yeah i think when the premier league i yeah, thought so everyone thought that right this is going to be yeah this is going to be an opportunity for everyone to have a chance of of actually winning the premier league but when we look at it yeah how many teams have actually won the premier league very few yeah since it's been very mm-hmm. few yeah so so I would also it would also give clubs an opportunity, I think to promote more playing players from the academies, yeah, mm-hmm. you know from that point of view because you know if you've got a salary cap, you've got a club spending cap, yeah, you're gonna promote a bit more from within yeah uh, and I, I also feel what what could be good would be that supporters could watch more local teams in their area. So mm-hmm. take an example, the Liverpool area, yeah. So you've got teams like Marine, Tranmere, Blackpool, Wigan, Crewe, Chester, etc. Yeah. So maybe now, you know, instead of, instead of watching now Liverpool, yeah, or, or you still go and watch them, but now go and, go, go and watch other teams in that area and give them your support. Because, you know, if, if what you say that you, you don't like a Super League, but they mm-hmm. did go and form it, you know, how many fans would turn, turn away from it? Not many. They'd still be there. Oh yeah. They still they still be wanting to watch it. Mm. But you know, but now it just becomes it, it it gives them a chance then if they wanted to to go and support other teams and maybe the other teams then lower in lower divisions and all that we we could get bigger gates and and everything. But you you to me you've got to make football to me it's got to be evened out now. As you know, it's it's like the women's super league. Yeah. The women's super league is going to be exactly the same as the men's premier league 100%. Yeah. it's just going to be the same and for me really? yeah i've been i've been sort of you know sort of you know been, been in the women's game you know when I, I did a little bit of coaching at wolverhampton you know i i thought what it was about was 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 giving the the, the girls you know an opportunity and a ladies, an opportunity to play football yeah. in, in a constructive manner from the point of view of a league and everything else and give them some opportunities to have promotion and, and relegation and everything. But I never felt it would go as far as it's gone. But now it's gone to where it has, Paul. It's gone too far now for me. Mm. And I think what you're gonna have, you're gonna have the same teams winning the same competitions. Yeah. So if you think if, if you go back a few years, Birmingham City were were a really strong team mm. yeah in the first division. Very strong. Nowadays, yeah, they struggle to compete, yeah. Aston Villa, both Birmingham and Aston Villa are really struggling now in the Women's Premier League, yeah. yeah. But, so what you're doing is you're just filling the league up with teams that could afford to be able to be in it, mm. but have got no hope of ever winning it. Absolutely. And yeah. they're playing against the top teams and losing six goals, yeah, which mm. is not good for anybody. Yeah. So why why do it? Why why haven't they realised that they've made a monster again for me? They have. They've made a monster, and it's just, and, and they just keep on asking for more and more and more, as the women's Premier League. Yeah, but, I think it's great, but we're bringing so many foreign players into the yeah, country again, just absolutely. like we did with the men. So yeah. where, where are our young? You know, where are we going to get our England players from again? Where, where's Scotland gonna get their players? Where's Wales gonna get their players? Because the country's being flooded again mm. with foreign players. Because yeah. of, because, I, of the the sh- because of the money. Because yeah. of the money. And and the, the clubs who are up the top, Chelsea. Yeah. Man United who had never had a women's football team. No, they haven't now. No. And now they've got one in, in the Premier League. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And what do they see? I don't I don't I, I just I just have to sometimes think to myself what is it the clubs want these teams to achieve or they just playing up to the fact that you know there should be a premier league for the women there should be a a champions league for the women but the only problem is it's going to be the same teams winning every year so you know it's an opportunity it's an opportunity for, for, for young women to become good players uh, but but how many now will be, will be will fall by the wayside just like in the men's game? Yep. Who have big hopes, but then find that there's no way forward because it's just full of players from abroad. Same thing, you mm-hmm. know. So so you there's an awful lot going on that needs to be discussed about our whole game. I think. Yeah. And 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 it needs it needs you know players. From, it needs people from the game. Who've been in the game and in all walks of the game, they come together and discuss, you know, what about when you were playing 20 years ago, or 40 years ago? You know, what was it like then? What do you think of it now? Yeah. Do you think it's gone too far now? You know, is, is, it, is it now, is it, is it, is it, is it too much money rolling about in it? And because of that, you've got, you've got really wealthy people who are not really interested in football all they're interested in is what they can gain mm. you know and, and and that's always going to be a big question you know these guys will always say oh you know we we we'll, we'll support you but when the going gets tough they sometimes don't come up with the de- the, the deal do they 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 sort of shy away cuz they think to themselves, i can't keep on pumping money into this football club mm. because it's it's just not happening for me so in the end yeah the fans then turn on the owners yeah after turning on the players after turning on the manager and it go you go around in that vicious circle all the time so the super league is something <coughs> that i think will go up will, which will happen in the future yeah i do but i do feel that you know the, the 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 current the current setup in 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 england yeah could could be drastically changed for the betterment of all the other teams that are not in the super league yeah should there be so all those who play in the super league now should there be some kind of uh, restri- uh, not restriction but uh, the fact that you know let's deduct them 20 points at the start of the season so they're on so, so they're minus 20 right so now you know it gives someone Hopefully a chance of winning the Super League, but these guys now they're going to have to really work hard to make up that deficit. Yeah, but there needs to be some kind of uh, way in which you can get someone else to win to win the league. You know, all all teams, all fans want to see their team win the Premier League, and we should have a system where mm. we can have different ones winning it. But but we're not going to get that, you know, because the. the the, the best teams just get the best players. They get the, they've got more money, and and so consequently, they're always going to be the ones in the top at the top. And and, and to me, I just it it's starting to to me it gets boring when you see that same same old same old all the countries in Europe the yeah. same old teams have finished mm-hmm. top again. There's no different. The only one that's different this year. I think is is uh, is Italy. Yeah. And it's it's Juventus. Yeah. So, I'd like to talk about on that one, Paul, uh, but, but it needs a lot of edge put together.
2: Absolutely. I think football needs a big shake-up. I think that there's not one way that it's going to work. But but for me, and, and again, the more money that's in the game has to be good for the game. But, but sadly, that the problem is, and what we've created over the years, and you're right, whether it's the WSL, whether it's Super League, whether it's the Champions League, whether it's the Premier League, we, we, we're creating elitist leagues. Now, yes. for me, if we have leagues and we have a structure in our league where there's a more equal share of the TV revenues, then that can only be good for the game and good for all the clubs. The clubs then could win the League Cup. They could win the FA Cup. If they win the League, they go into the European Cup. They've got a chance of winning the European Cup. It has to be more harmonised football. And the way it's going, the monster is getting bigger and bigger. And it's just gobbling up everybody else. And... It makes me laugh when they talk about this football family because it's an absolute farce and a myth. There is no football family. It should be. And within a family, you look after each other. But with this so-called football family, they just want to look after the big, the rich and the powerful. But it's like, hey, how about the rest of us?
0: Totally agree. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the other thing about this Super super League is that, you know, you've got so many uh the television—you've got plenty of broadcasters now. Yeah. Who who, who could come into the the picture? Mm-hmm. You know, when you think of Netflix, Amazon, yeah. now BT Sport. Obviously, there's there's, there's another one that's uh, vying for opportunities to to uh, to, to, to show uh, the football and, and 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 so you know the, because there's so many broadcasters.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. That to me now. Yeah. Will. Could they? They they could all do a different league each. Yeah, they could they could do a different league each. And from that point of view, then is that? It, it, but it still be it should be accessible, yeah, to the fans. I mean, the thing is about watching it. You see, a lot of people to me, are, are, they, they miss out on a Champions League because it's on BT Sport. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, you know. So so I I you know that I, I'm 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 on BT Sport. I'm not on Sky, so I miss out on a lot of the the Premier League. Yeah, I'm well, on got, both. To be fair. But. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you need to. Yeah, <laughs> because you're watching football. But I, I just think with all these with all these people that are around. Yeah, you know, it's it, it could be it could be that they yeah are the ones that might in the end dictate yeah
1: mm.
0: what really happens because if they now decide to form some kind of cartel and say, look, why why should we pay £4 billion to the Premier League? Yeah. Why don't we just get together and say, right, we'll, we'll, give, you guys, we'll give you guys a billion, but that's all we're going to give you. Hmm. You know, then the clubs would have to take, they'd have to start looking then. Well, we're not getting as much money in here. Yeah. So what would they do then? Yeah. Would, would it mean now they've, they've, got, they've got to change the way they they manage the the money that comes in from the football from the crowd. The other side of that then is 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 making sure that the owners don't prop it up, yeah, mm. with too much money. So so that's why where you've got to have. Everybody is now, well, everyone's now got the same amount of money coming into the club. They've got wages that are are capped, yeah. And and what you've got then is that you, you, you're you trying to level it off so that, you know, the likes of, like, like, take someone like, uh, you know, sort of uh, Mason Mount, yeah, or yep. Harry Kane, you know, they're two hot properties at the moment. Mm-hmm. You know, now they could easily get a big fee. I mean, Kane, y- you've got to be looking at 100 million, yeah, for the team to take in. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got such a goal-scoring sort of thing. But but why should that only be? Why should it only be teams who can afford to buy him that should be able to have him? Mm. You know why why couldn't a club like Aston Villa, yeah, sort of get uh, get Harry Kane, yeah? But 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 uh, but because Harry Kane wants to go there, yeah, yeah, because that's the team he wants to play for, as against the fact that now the people who offer the most money, Mm. you're going to go there, yeah.
2: And and this is what has been created and even more so since the Premier League years and the more money that's thrown into it. And it's like with the broadcasters, you know, the bigger broadcasters want the bigger games. And it it is just a survival of the fittest, sadly, and it does need to be harmonised. But the only way for me that you can do it is get rid of the elite leagues, football leagues and playing your cups have money that's more evenly filtered down, so everybody gets a fair share of the TV revenue. But that's what used to happen in the good old days. And then the uh, the big five clubs back in in the eighties decided that they wanted more TV money, so they formed uh, that with, with another group of teams. I think it totaled 14 and they were going to break away and form their own league and it was only uh, David Dean going to the Football Association and having a chat and smoothing things over and the Football League then gave um, their okay and validated the Premier League which is the Football Football Association Premier League so it broke away from the Football League and I just can't see it coming full circle, where football says, "Do you know what? For the good of the game, I think we all should take a pay cut, and we should all go back to what we used to do." I'd love to see it,
0: yeah. but it
2: ain't never going to happen, sadly. No, <laughs> never I, ever yeah. going to happen. I, but I, I think you're would. right. I,
0: yeah, and and, and and I think you said it earlier on is that you know, how would fans feel about that, where now they know their team? Is now playing on a level playing field, mm-hmm. yeah, and it, they're not going to get that glory every year. Because you look at Man City, I mean, how long are they going to reign? Yeah. Till so how, so. how long are they going to stay, mm-hmm. you know, as the top club? Who's going to knock them off the perch? Well, yeah. I could see the way Chelsea are developing, mm-hmm. yeah, with their team and the players they're bringing in that they could be now getting in the same gonna be in the same sphere as because as, they've got a a multi 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 billionaire, yeah. yeah, who's looking after that football club mm-hmm. just like Man City have. So, you know, Liverpool Liverpool they talk about the fact that they don't have that kind of money. Yeah. So Liverpool would have to find then someone who's, who's got billions to come in and help them stay yeah. at the top. Who but, but who's, it's, got it's, <laughs> who's got the bigger gang? Who's got the bigger bank balance? No, it's,
2: and it's, that's your problem. Yeah, that's your problem with problem football. It's yes. Who is the biggest? Who's got the biggest wage? Who's got the biggest amount of money? Who's who owns the biggest oil field? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just getting ridiculous. Let's um, let's talk briefly about the European Cup. So I want to talk about the uh, the Andelect semi-final. Um, Remarkable that Ron Saunders left only a few days before the first leg. What was the players' thoughts on what was going on going into that game?
0: I think we were stunned by it, mm-hmm. you know, when we, when we heard it. Because it's like everything with Ron, he, you know, he, he kept everything very close to his chest. And it was always difficult to read what the band was at, so and no, none of us had any inkling of what was going on. Yeah, uh, it's quite interesting actually, because I've just been swatting up a little bit. I was looking at uh, Doug Ellis's book, and he sort of uh, he talks about Ron and when he left, and uh, when Ron first signed for the football club, he he, he wanted a a six year contract with a rollover with him. Yeah. yeah? At the end of it, and it was coming up to that point where that rollover was coming into play, mm. and it seems from the you, what what uh, Doug Ellis says, and he wasn't there at the time anyway. But so this is this is third party information he must have got yeah, yeah or gotten. Uh, is that you know Ron bendel who was the chairman then, wasn't prepared to uh, to give him that rollover. Mm -hmm. yeah uh and so ron being you know the person he is you know he's he he just decided well if you can't do that for me then i'm on i'm on my way but that's that sounds a little bit too too simple for me Mm -hmm. yeah uh it seems too simple for ron to want to get out of being with a team that he's put together yeah that Won the league for the first time in 70 years, and now we're in the the semi final of the uh, European Cup. It, it 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 seems ridiculous that he would want to leave at that time. So, I don't know the real stories of that one. But certainly when we heard it, Paul, you know we were we were stunned. But at the same time, you know footballers, you know it, it you know the most interesting thing about footballers is, is that you're paid by the football club mm. to perform. Yep. And you know, if someone leaves, it's like when you lose one of your best players. You know, you sometimes say, "Oh, why this? Why are we sold in? Mm-hmm. You know, which is what happened. You know, a couple of years after winning the European Cup, is when the team got broken up. But that's yeah. another story. So, so going into the the, the uh, thinking about you know Ron leaving and everything, it 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 was one of those things where there was enough experience in the side to carry the team anyway. Yeah, there was. We, we We had a a really good backbone of of experienced players who who when you think about it when you when as a team you're performing and you're performing in in competition it's basically down to you yeah okay the manager now will pick the team but but he's going to pick the team which he thinks is going to be the one that's going to win the game for him mm. The players think the same way, you know. You go out, and you think you've got the team to win, yeah. Then you you're gonna feel good about that. So yeah. we had the team that we, you know, we, okay, we we not we went doing brilliantly in the league, yeah. Considered that we'd won it the year before, but where we were doing well was in the in the cup competition in the European Cup, and you know we got this far. So there was there was a a, a determination obviously to get to the final yeah. because. Mikey, we, we've come this far. Uh, we're going to play Anderlecht. And we, we've got a great opportunity uh, to, uh, to get through to the final. Uh, we, it's like everything when you play these games. You know very little about the team you're going to play. Yeah. But Anderlecht had a good pedigree yeah, in that cup. Mm. You know? So they were no mugs. Yeah. So, it was, uh, so the, the, the first leg at home was the, 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 the vital one. Uh, because if you if you look at what we did away from home, uh, we were very strong away from home. Yeah. Uh, we might not have uh, we might not have played our best football away from home, but what we did do is that we were very tight and difficult to break down. Yeah. Uh, so so we always knew that uh, the the right result at home uh, could carry us through. So it was important that night when we played uh, at home that we we got a goal. Uh, well, we, we 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 came away in front, uh, and we did to a, a a goal by Tony Moley. and one of his crackers again. Yeah, you know uh, another good run from Tony and a, and a great finish. You know, I, and and that was all that was needed really to get us through. And you know, one 0 is always a great result because if you stop the other team from scoring in the next. Leg Paul, yeah. you're through. Yeah, you know, but uh, we had certain certain things in the second leg, as you well know, sort of cast a bit of a shadow over that result.
2: How did the players react to what was going on in the stands? Because you, you know, it, it wasn't just Aston Villa supporters. Uh, English football supporters, well, Scottish, a few Scottish uh, supporters as well. had had one or two problems on the continent, uh, on the terraces, hadn't they? Does Does that affect the players?
0: No, I mean, I mean, nothing was nothing affects us once we're on the pitch. The only thing yeah. that affects you really is like. When we played Rangers at Villa Park yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, <I'm, laughs> yeah. I I remember scoring the second goal, and they they they'd, they'd, uh, they'd, they'd taken over the Rangers fans had taken over the old end, yeah yeah, and now they got in there I don 't know but so so once the second goal went in after about 25 minutes it was uh, it was uh, leg it get into the changing room as quick as you can and that that was it they just came onto the pitch and we we just got off so now that that was that was hooliganism at the highest, you know on a football ground that yeah. was that was that was that was scary yeah. but but and you know we we weren't aware of anything that was going on hmm. because uh and I would just remember then turning round and one of their players had had a shot over and, and I did it over, the you know into the stand, and then I looked around looked down and there was a guy lying on the edge of the box <laughs> 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 who, who didn't have a... Who, who wasn't part of either team yeah, <laughs> and he was just he was just lying there, and I just thought to myself, "What's this guy doing <laughs> yeah. yeah and it was it was just a it was just a a strange occurrence never happened before, mm. yeah. Anything like that. But so as the story when the story started you know, I mean the game obviously they got him off the pitch and the game carried on. Uh, and it it, it 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 didn't stop anyone from scoring a goal or anything. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. I think I think in the aftermath of it, I think that's what Andalek were trying to do. You know, there was a a, a big case that they were trying to put together that you know it would, someone was on the ball and and they were going to have a shot, and this guy's lying on the pitch, so he didn't you know and and they were trying to make a case that the game should be replayed yeah. or we should be thrown out, mm-hmm. so we did have a few anxious days afterwards, Paul yeah. you know waiting for it but but in our own hearts, we just felt nah no nah, there was there was, there was nothing there was nothing that that elect or UEFA yeah, would be able to say to us, look, it was your fault that, mm-hmm. that that guy came onto the pitch. It had nothing to do with us. Mm-hmm. It had everything to do with Andalek and yeah. their, their, their inability, yeah, to control. Yeah, because from all accounts, I think it was a guy who'd, who'd been, he was in the middle of the, the Andalek supporters, mm-hmm. yeah, and he wanted to get out. And he thought the easiest way was to climb over the fence and why he ran on the pitch I don't know I don't know I don't know whether Anyone ever did An interview with him <laughs> Yeah It it would be good actually To get that guy And find out What was going through His mind When he ran onto the pitch And what he was trying To attempt to do Probably stop yeah.
2: And like scoring
0: <laughs> You know what I mean You might have been It might have been Or oh, get the game Get the game abandoned But but listen It was mm. it, it was just a straight So it, so we had to put up then when we got back with all this intrigue, yeah, yeah, with UEFA. Uh, and in the end of, it, there was no way they could they could ask for a re you know a replay game or even sort of tear us out. You know it was it was there was too much on it really yeah. to do that to a football team. Uh, but what we got we got a fine, yeah, from and we had to play the first game of next season if we were in the european cup that was Mm. yeah we would have to play the first game behind closed doors yeah uh you know so but but i think dennis owls got involved with you know uh with what went on you know with UEFA and Mm. and aston villa and he, he, he 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 was uh he was someone who obviously as a referee ex referee was able to put over to the to the committee of the uefa you know that you know there was nothing untoward about what had happened and it 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 didn't it didn't cause any problems to either team except the fact that we had to stop for five five or ten minutes to get the guy off Mm. so 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 you know the the outcome was great for us yeah but we you know, thinking that you're in the final, yeah, but you've got a a sort of uh, UEFA looking into you know the, the last game you played. Then we were we were sort of you know talking about it, but most of us felt that you know we're going to we're going to Rotterdam. We're in the final, yeah, and uh, I, I think in a way as well, I, I can't remember the celebrations after that game you know, whether they were muted a little bit yeah. because of what had happened, mm. you know. Uh, but, but you know, watching <laughs> watching the Man City players and watching the Chelsea players, you know, the uh, last couple of nights and the celebrations that they're doing on the pitch, you know, I can't remember doing that, <laughs> you know. And, another thing as well is that I didn't swap shirts with anybody, really? uh, okay. which 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 was unusual because all the games we played, we'd, we'd done a swap. Yeah, but but I did find out that Swainy did a swap. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, I did. Yeah, I found out. Yeah, so so uh, <laughs> next time I see him, you know, I'll just ask him when when did he do it? <laughs> yeah, did he do, did he do it while he was coming off the pitch? Because I think I can't remember, but you know, I think there, there must have been joyful celebrations inside. Mm. Yeah, uh, but it's uh, but you know the final of the European Cup. It was a dream come true, Paul absolute dream come true and you know what i always say i say this you know it takes a special team to win that competition 100 percent. you know and so you know when we you after winning it and all that we were a special team you know to win the european it's like forest when they won it Mm. yeah they were a special team Yeah. yeah you know because all we were used to was liverpool winning you know, the trophy for, for it for England. Mm. And now you've got Forrest who did it twice, you know, and then and then we and then we took it. Yeah. They made it. Uh, you know, so then it was it was like it was just English clubs that were doing it, yeah, year in and year out. Uh, but but it was it takes a special team to win that trophy. And I think we were special. And it, it proved in a way that and I, I always feel this, you know, when a football club's when a football team is doing well, a manager really is there just to, you know, keep the peace. Yep. Because what you're doing on the football pitch now, he's got no idea what you're going to do. He's got an idea what he'd like you to do,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but he's got no idea what you're going to do. Yeah. So until you play that game and you're playing away, you know, he's sitting there in his little dugout, the manager thinking, "Oh well, he stand up now, don't they?" You know, sort of walk around all over the place, but kick every ball. But but you know that once you're on a football field, that all they can expect from you is that you put in that normal performance that he expects from you. And so we expected that from each other. Yeah. Once Ron had gone, and Tony came in, and Tony just kept the peace really. Yeah. Yeah. He he kept everything going. Uh, and it was uh in the end it was a great season for him. Yeah, having taken over uh, the the role of of team manager uh, and uh, took us to the final, uh, which we won in Rotterdam.
2: We are going to talk more in depth about that. I do another series game in my life, so I want to talk to you about a few of the games of your life that you played in. The European Cup final surely must be the greatest game of your life, certainly the greatest achievement um, of your life. But just going back to, to that game in Anderlecht, changing shirts, was it because of the the resentment of the, the two teams? Was there a bit of needle? Because, I mean, when they come to Villa, I mean, they, they just defended, didn't they? they? They never really made any attempt to win the game. Was there a little bit of a side issue to that game? Or is it just the fact that we've got to the, to the final now, we just want to keep
0: our shirts? I don't know, Paul. Yeah. I, you know, I I can't remember too much about the game. Yeah, yeah. Know, no uh, right. And 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 what their behaviour was. You know, I mean, I I just look at the behaviour now of the top teams in the Premier League, mm-hmm. it, not in the Premier League, in the in the uh, Champions League. Yeah. And the behaviour of some of them, the players, it's appalling. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the PSG guys were were, were absolutely so out so disgrace, out of order. Yeah. It was a disgrace. It, it really was, was. You know, and. And and you know they were doing their best to try and get players booked and sent off. Yeah, they were. Yeah, they do it all the time. Mm. And you see, that is that is the way where they try to win a game. Really, is by you know sort of play acting as much as they can. Yeah. Uh, and they and you know the, the 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 attitude towards the referee. I mean, crikey. I mean, I read a report yesterday in the paper where a couple of the PSG guys. Uh, you know, yeah. made a point that the referee had swore at them, yeah. and I, I, I can't believe you know that a player would go to those lengths mm. to to belly like that. Yeah, it's incredible, yeah, and to and to tell tales because mm. look, you were beaten by a better team. It doesn't matter. Uh, I played. Yeah. You were outplayed. You mm. were beaten by a better team, mm. so you can't complain now that you if the referee has been unfair to you. You know, because what you've done, you've tried to take, you know, sort of retribution on the opponents mm. and try to injure them, to the point where now that they have to go off and maybe it might be their best player, but you can't, players can't do that. And and to be honest, PSG should be fined a lot of money now. Yeah, they should really for for their behaviour on that football pitch. They shouldn't get away with it. it mm. You can't say, oh, they're prima donnas. Yeah. This is the way they act. No, this is the action that young kids are watching. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't want to see that. We don't want to see players, you know, sort of remonstrate. We don't want to see them with the referee. We don't want to see them remonstrating, uh, pretending that they've been kicked and they're injured and they're lying around on the floor. And, you know, they're holding on to an ankle which, or they're holding on to the face because someone's little finger touched them in the face and they mm. go down. It's it's just so wrong for, for for players at the top level to have that kind of attitude that they should have won. Because mm. yeah, that's when it comes across sport PSG. Brats. Yeah. Sport yeah. Brats. PS, PS PSG mm. to me. Yeah. Yeah. They go they're leaving our football thinking, we've been robbed here whereas everybody else knows that they haven't been robbed.
2: No, they were outplayed. Yeah. For three they're halves outplayed. three halves of the four, you yes, totally yes. outplayed. And uh, and that game at the Etihad, they didn't really have a kick. I thought City were absolutely magnificent and really showed them how to to play football.
1: You're
2: right. I mean, Neymar just looked... When the camera zoomed in on Neymar, he just looked like a lost boy. He just didn't have a clue how to get round this Manchester City defence, which... Prior to that, the season before, that Manchester City defence was very delicate. But yes. I think um, the, the the combination of new players coming in there, John Stone's finding uh, a yeah. lot of confidence. And I think him and Diaz have been a great partnership in the full-backs. And, and I just think you look at 1-11 to 11 in that Manchester City team and there just isn't a weakness. It's just a, a fantastic well, side.
0: <laughs> it's not 1-11, to 11, it's 1-25. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when well, you're lucky, like, give us a break <laughs> and, uh, and
2: Aguero comes on. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, God.
0: yeah, yeah. And, and Jesus. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. <laughs> you know?
0: All right, knock oh, it yeah.
2: on the head now, lads. All right, behave yeah. yourselves. Give us a bit of time yeah. out here. Yeah, yeah let's,
0: let's, have
2: a, let's have a break. <laughs> yeah. P2 film, no, no. Supervillains. Is there any more information on it, Dennis? I know it's coming out uh, next year and roughly about this time next year because it's 40 years to, yes. uh, to when Aston Villa won the European Cup. So is there any more information
0: No at the moment? No, no I mean I mean we've had the uh, press release, and yeah, I, I think what we're doing now we're, we're just waiting for the, the, the company that are going to be doing the filming, yeah, uh, to get everything together because they've got to find somewhere in Birmingham, and because we're going to be coming out of uh, you know, COVID yeah. a little bit, it, I think they've been waiting for the, the all clear really yeah, sure uh, to, to find a studio in Birmingham, where we can get on with it. So, But we're expecting, I think what we're expecting is is, is, is maybe the end of May, mm. beginning of, of June. I, it, it would be good, actually, if we could get it that late because uh, I don't know whether you're aware, but, but Ken McNaught who's been struggling badly over the last couple of years after a, a heart operation. Oh, right. Uh, yeah, Ken Ken had to go into a hospital. He, he was in hospital last week for a, another dangerous operation Now can he had to he? go through. Yeah, and and he's 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 come through that now. So I I, we're, we're, I would be open as well that like Ken will be fit enough. Yeah, uh, yeah. you know to sort of uh, to come into the studio and we can all meet up with him and everything. And uh, you know he, he can because what we want to try and do is is obviously get all the heroes together. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know it, it'd be nice if we can get him because we're going to be doing this in in you know in sort of probably little partnerships you know from the point of view of the interviews yeah sure uh you know so so it'd be ideal ideally we could get you know ken with uh with alan evans and 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 maybe jimmy jimmy Rimmer because that little triangle yeah yeah those three you know were so mm. important uh not only from a defensive point of view but also from an attacking point of view from yeah. corner kicks and stuff so it, you know i I'd, I I'd, I'd just keep my fingers crossed i can You know, will will have recovered by then, and uh, you know, and and you know, to to get the stories because we want we want you know to do this. You want the real stories, yeah, Yeah. to come out, you know, and uh, you know the real story about Jimmy Rimmer and coming off in the final.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, it's uh, I mean that is a story in itself, you know, because uh, the fact that you know, well, I didn't know anyway. I don't know whether anyone else knew that he was he had a problem, but I I think it was a stunner to most of us, but. You know, and then Nigel Spink, who not really played a game for us that season, comes on. Yeah. yeah and that's another story. So we'll leave it one. Absolutely. Yeah, it's you know. incredible. And yeah. Jimmy Rimmer, I mean
2: two two European Cup winners medals, yes. and I think he played eleven minutes in both yes. games. Yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be bad.
1: Yes.
2: The Can't Facebook be bad. page that ties everything together is av A V 40th anniversary tribute page, Twitter at AV40T, and the website is av40tribute.com. Are Aston Villa, as a football club, coming to the party with the BT film? Will they be letting you do filming inside Aston Villa? Because there's a lot of lounges there that they could utilise.
0: Well, at the moment, we're not bothered about them. Uh, Simply simply because BT have, have found rooms... Uh, yep, got it, yeah, got in, ya. In, in Birmingham, you know, in a, I think they've, they've obviously found the right place because they've not, they've not really mentioned Villa Park to us. Yeah, yet. sure. I mean, if they want footage of Villa Park to mm. show things and all that, they can do. But as, as far as they're concerned, they just, it, it seems to me that they just want to get the story. Yeah, yeah. And then they've got, because you've got to remember, BT now own all the rights to the Champions League. Yep. Yeah. And the European Cup, so they'll have. Tons of footage which they can call back on, which hopefully will be, again, the background to what we're doing. So when we're talking to them, mm. you know, we're, I'm sure there'll be, they'll be that they'll be then putting highlights in of, of stuff that we did, a little yeah, sure. bit like what we were going to do, and we're still going to do it with the AV40. Yeah. You know, once we once we get over COVID, we can get into you know into the uh, into places where we can talk to the fans. You know, we'll have that that. That sort of uh, uh, scenario where the guys will be talking about certain games, and we'll have footage, yeah. you know, of goals that were scored, and we'll be talking about that in in, in greater length. So, mm. you know, so so I would imagine the BT thing will be exactly the same. Yeah. It will be full of really good archive stuff. Mm. Yeah, and 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 obviously, you know, the information coming from the players. Yeah, we'll just add to it. So I think I'm looking forward to it because, you know, as I said earlier, Paul, you know, special, when things happen, yeah, to football team and it's been very special mm. and it was for us for those two seasons, there really should be a story about it.
2: Oh, 100%. Yeah?
0: You know, because the, the, and the great thing about all these different, you know, sort of uh, television outlets now is that, uh, there's opportunities that they want to take, yeah, yeah, where they can actually now bring stories to life, and I love those stories, you know, and yeah, uh, I because I, 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 you know, I, I love the BBC Four stories on on pop albums, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when they take you through how, how the album was put together, and you you know you listen to all the soundtracks and everything, and you you know, and how the the guys in the studio, you know, sort of. Uh, threw things out and put things in. And, and I love those stories because yeah. it just tells, especially when it's something special. Yeah. You know, and and, and obviously winning the European Cup was a special event uh, for Aston Villa, but particularly for the players. So we look forward to it. You know, I, I'm really looking forward to sort of getting started with this and, uh, you know, look forward then to, 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 what, to what comes from it, from the point of view of uh, how they put it together and, you know, how, how, uh, we come across and and you know the the footage that they'll use to sh- to show off you know what it was because <laughs> the good thing about it is, is there was only 9 games but <laughs> yeah there wasn't There wasn't, like, the number of games they played now. I think it's 19 to get to the final It's it's incredible, isn't it? And it's going to be even more next season, isn't it? Oh,
2: when they they do what they want to do, I think, from, was it, 23-24
0: season, there's going to be even
2: more games. And historically, teams can go in there that don't have to qualify. Oh, it's an absolute nightmare. Are you talking to uh, Johnny Owen Sunday morning? I am. Yeah, good. Good, good, good. Johnny Owen and friends on Talk Sport. It's yes. 9 till 11 o'clock. Have you got a slot? Do you know when you're on yet?
0: Not really. No. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm just waiting for that. I, I did I did speak to Johnny yesterday. Uh, and he, he, I just said, what time would you want us on? And he he, he just said, well, we come on at 9 o'clock. Yeah. But, you know, I, I don't know what time yet. So, if if you're saying that he would probably slot us in somewhere, then that'll be good. Yeah, because it's quite interesting because obviously you want to talk about my music sake taste as well. Yeah. Uh, not just football, but, uh, we'll talk about the AV 40, uh, again. Uh, but, but also, you know, the, uh, my record sort of, uh, uh, how I've, I've, yeah, I've built up this collection of, 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 you know, sort of, uh, 12 inch singles and seven inch singles and, uh, LPs, you know, over the years, uh, and it's uh, so we'll we'll probably get around to do that a bit like the mixtape because it's quite interesting with your mixtape yeah yeah because yeah. I've got I've got tons of mixtapes Paul know, I've uh... got I've got tons of mixtapes. I don't mean I don't mean in my head yeah I mean I've yeah. got cassette. I have literally got literally mixtapes. I've got I've I've still got them all yeah. yeah I've still got everyone and I've got like I I usually put like because obviously it was like various artists yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and it would be sort of like because I'd take a piece I'd, I'd take a song off that album a song off that 12-inch single and all that and and I've, I've got them all numbered up and everything and, and all written down but I, <laughs> I, 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 I just happened to find a load more the other week yeah which I thought oh dear me <laughs> they, were, they were in a box I didn't realise they had them but, uh, <laughs> I, I thought I thought I got more than this but you know when you've got so many yeah uh, you just forget really sometimes that have I got more than this (laughs) or is this and then you you come across the box that's got them all and you think oh yeah there they are I mean I must have had some fun anyway making them yeah, it was a great. It was great, wasn't it? The mixed team. Yeah. I just think music and football. All
2: you know, they they go hand in glove. I mean, Johnny they Owen do. and friends. It's a great show that mm-hmm. he does with Mark Webster as well on uh, on a Sunday morning. And Johnny, he's a big fan of both music and football himself. Um, he was the guy that put together, I believe, in miracles and uh, I don't want to go home. And he, he's lots and lots of music and football films yeah. and uh, he'd done the uh, the three kings with shankley busby oh, uh, yeah. and, uh, and jock steen as well so i am really looking forward to listening to that you have referenced uh musicians and artists and this is morty's mixtapes and we can't play any songs because of uh, of, of legal requirements of uh, of copyright yes. we, we got taken down a couple of weeks ago because a lot of my podcasts have got songs on them so. We're taking all the songs off. And what I'm doing is I'm putting a Spotify link to a playlist. And I think when we do these podcasts, Dennis, I think it'd be great to uh, look at an artist just briefly. And uh, one that you'd sent me from the three mixtapes so far that you sent me, I'm waiting for another one to be emailed, is uh, is Quincy Jones. Yes. What do you know about Quincy? And one of the tracks... Um, that, that you'd sent uh, Michael Jackson from the Off The Wall album. Quincy was the producer of that, and he also produced Thriller, which is still the greatest-selling album of all time, 66 million
0: copies sold. Yeah. No, well, I, you, where Quincy's concerned, yeah, uh you just come across these people, yeah. I think accidentally sometimes. Yeah, you, you do. Know? And I, I remember, you know, the name was the name was was synonymous with other people, Vince Jones, yeah. Yeah. And he was one of those guys that was on one of those BBC Four things, you know, and yep. uh, and his life story, and it, and it, it, it's fabulous, you know, uh, and the people that he worked with. And a number of gra- uh, Grammys or Emmys, whatever you get for in the music industry, he's he's apparently he's got is it he's got more than anybody else. I think Beyonce is coming close to him now. Yeah, right. And twenty or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but 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 I just remember picking getting one of his albums, uh, and it was the one. It, it was a compilation album of other people. Singing his songs from it Q with love, yeah, that's the one. Mm. Yeah, and uh, the other one was uh, Duke's, yeah, uh, Duke's was a joint, something Duke's something joint, yeah, and it was, uh, and that was another one, you know, that I, I, I picked up on, and and but the one, the one with the first one you mentioned, Q, that 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 one is just full of fabulous, yeah, music sung by other artists yeah yeah and when you go online you know and i I remember the one the one that i sent you i think it was the one with barry white yeah was. i'll 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 be sure yeah uh what's her name uh ingram uh james James ingram Ingram. yeah and debarge yeah and the four of them sing yeah this fantastic song together but and the voices—it's like you go 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 on to YouTube and and, and watch them sing it live, and it, it's just phenomenal. But Barry White's voice, ah, oh,
2: phenomenal! <laughs> it's incredible. Isn't it? It's
0: just <laughs> unbelievable. He's absolutely incredible, you know. And he because he, he doesn't sing, does he? He's got this, he just tells it, don't he? He's, he's just he's, he's, so he's natural. This, he's got this talking voice, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. just resonates, and uh, I remember seeing. Concerts of him on the telly as well, you know, in the of the Albert of the Albert Hall. And he's walking round, you know, in the in the audience.
1: Yeah.
0: Up and down the aisles. And there's all these women keep on coming up to him and wanting to kiss him everything, you know.
2: <laughs> the Walrus of <is> Love. <laughs> the walrus,
0: yeah. And they, they, they couldn't actually hug him because he's too <laughs> big. <laughs> yeah. But but the voice, you know, but, but Quincy, the more you look into what he's done. Yeah, or what he did yeah uh you realize you know is what what a great producer he was
2: oh absolutely and
0: and as you say like on the uh the thriller album uh he he really does bring michael jackson to the fore Mm. with the production and everything uh uh but no he he's uh he's, he's he's a class he was a class talent you know from the point of view of producing yeah, but there was plenty of uh, great producers I mean the other one was Arif Martin yeah uh, The Atlantic and okay. he, he had a, he had a really good uh, there's a really good show about him not long ago on BBC four as well uh, which was about him mixing together some 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 new songs with with famous people yeah and he brought it out as a, as a, a CD. Uh, you know, and it it just but watching them put it together on on the screen, the the sort of between the you know the guys, the singers and him, it's like you know, this they, 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 they trust each other so much. Yeah, from the point of view of well what you're asking me to do, yeah, you know what I can do. Yeah. So I'll do what you ask me to do, yeah, because I know it'll be great. And and, and and that's a sign when people respect you so much, really, from from what they've heard and what they've seen over the years. Oh,
2: absolutely. But, His body of
0: music, work. Music's great. Music's great you know? I, mean, I, 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 I just, whenever I can put music on, I, I will do, you know, because I've got... I've got music everywhere, <laughs> in the car, in, 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 everywhere. It, it, whenever I go in whatever room I've got, there's somewhere I can put music on. But sometimes you have to have a break from it as well, Paul. You, know, you because, certainly and, do. You know, because you, you need some peace and quiet at times as well.
2: Yeah, lying down and listening to a bit of whale music and just calming yourselves down. But I put a little, uh, a few, few songs together. Uh, Baby Come To Me, uh, Patsy Austin, uh, he, he, he was a producer on that. Give Me The Night also, George Benson, he produced that. Stomp, The Brothers Johnson. He yeah. worked a bit with uh, Leslie, Leslie Gore as well. You Don't Own Me, another mm. classic Um Ain't no carida. That was the 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 first time I'd really heard yeah, of Quincy it's... Jones when uh, he performed that. And what leads us nicely to Sao Paulo is yeah. "Sol Bassanova," which was right. the World Cup 1998 anthem. And oh, then, right. do you remember they done all them adverts with um, with the Brazilian players and the new ball and that, and they're in the dressing room and flicking it up and 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 you got all that Brazilian beat and. That brings us to Sugarloaf Mountain and Copa Pelli. Because if you turn the 98 the other way around, it reads 89. What yeah. a segue, Dennis. What a segue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Very
0: good. Very good. So
2: what's your memories of, um, of this Copa Peli? And how did you get involved? Because England were the first Copa Pele was in 1987 and it was just the South American, I think the four South American countries. And then England uh, got involved, but it wasn't England. It was Great Britain, wasn't it? In um, in 1989, they did return and played a few more, but this was the first time that we were involved as a nation, but we had a couple of Scots and it was called Great Britain. So, where did the call come from?
0: Well, the call came from Gordon Banks. Yeah. Who had been asked by the FA. Uh, they they, from all accounts, they didn't want to be. They weren't interested in putting it together. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they asked Gordon, who who ran a, a a company, you know, promoting. Yeah. Uh, so he obviously went out there and started. Uh, Meeting up with players, I remember meeting them in Litchfield yeah. uh, at a hotel in Litchfield where we, we had a chat about it. But you know, I, it it seemed really good to me because at the time I wasn't doing much. But you know, I I just thought to myself, I was in good I was in good nick. Otherwise, I wouldn't have gone.
2: You were yeah, 36.
0: You know I mean? Yeah, I, I I was still playing. Yeah, I, I was still playing football. I was you know still still training uh so i I, I, was, I was well capable of, of going there and I, and I felt good about it as well so but yeah. i thought you know what a what a, what a what a great tournament mm. uh, but so so he started putting the team together uh and as i say one of the the different, the, the disappointing things was that we had to go as great britain and not and not england because if we'd have gone as england we'd have been able to get the the real kit mm. yeah the 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 the, the England kit with the three lions and everything. Yeah. But because we were going as Great Britain, uh, as I explained last time, it was because we had four Scots people with us. Yeah. Who were uh, players who, who were put into that. And they were Martin Buchan. Yeah. Kenny Burns. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's his name? John Robinson. And the other one was Don Masson. Right. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. he was the one I, I left out last time. Yeah. when we spoke uh so so this was that this was our this was our our our, our, our team so i, d- I doubt it had been easy for for gordon to try to persuade those four to to wear an england shirt
2: yeah good luck with that Gordon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah so we had to go we had to go with great as great britain as i say which was a disappointment, but. It was so you know we've we've made our journey to uh, Brazil and, and we, we played the games in the Malacanana. Yeah? yeah and uh, and again you know looking at it again when it's full it looks absolutely fantastic but but you know being there and just seeing it as it was again it's just a, a load of concrete yeah yeah and you know nothing special but a football ground has become special when you get people in there
1: yeah absolutely and
0: and, and you know this, what they do when they're in there the singing and everything else that goes with it paul so mm-hmm. you know so so, so it, was, it was a bit of a lonely place obviously when we played because it, it's it's quite a, a big big area you know it's one of those with a i think it had a, a running track around it so yeah. you know you're a long way away from the from the from this from the stands anyway so i don't know how well I don't know how well uh, the games were uh, you know sort of populated uh, probably when Brazil played there was probably a good a good few there but mm-hmm. it was never going to fill the uh, the auditorium or the stadium were they it all was.
2: played in the Maracanã every game
0: yeah every game was played there yeah, right, yeah. every game yeah yeah uh, I mean it was you know there's only you know there's only six teams so it it, it wasn't difficult to, to, to do Play those games uh, You know and I mean Some of them I, I, I did go on the internet to, to, to see if there was any Footage of them on
2: YouTube I picked out um, a, a Footage Because Only of the final um, yes. Brazil but Uruguay uh, 4-2 In the final And uh, So I have posted up um, On the, uh, the Facebook page Morty's Mixtapes It'll be on there There isn't an awful lot um, no, a, there's no. not an awful lot, and that's the problem in those days. Hello. Yep. I can. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. Yep.
0: That's all right, Paul. I lost you
2: there a minute. Oh, okay. Yeah, back in those days, there wasn't the coverage, the uh, the to no. World coverage that you no. get today, but there is a little bit of uh, of coverage. First game was on the 15th of January, because it was a it was a January tournament, wasn't it? It went from the 15th yeah, yeah. to the 2nd yes. of, um, of of Fair. February, so it was probably a two-week tournament. Yes. Um, first game, Argentina got beat by Uruguay. England, well, Great Britain's first game. You played Brazil in the first yeah. game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Welcome yeah, they, to they, Sao Paulo. <laughs> yeah,
0: they, they, threw, they threw us to the lines there. Yeah, didn't they yeah. just? They thought to themselves, "Let's get this, this. Let's get. Let's make a fool of this lot." Yeah, you know, because uh, it was a shame, really, because we had a really good squad. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt the squad was good enough, possibly to have got into get got uh, to get to the final. You yeah. know, the the fact that we had to play Brazil so quickly when we got there. Mm. Yeah, it was it was it would have been better if we could have had a few more, maybe a couple more training. Uh, 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 routines and everything but it, it, it was quite it's quite interesting because on on the first training session we did you know so it, the thing was is that martin uh norman hunter who was in charge yeah, yeah of the group uh the first training session we did with him he pulled his calf muscle
2: no right
0: right uh, so he must have been gutted because he, yeah. he, he didn't want, he didn't want to go all the way over there, Paul, and not play. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and the fact that obviously he'd played against the Brazilians before as well, mm-hmm. you know, uh, or he'd played, yeah, he, he he might have played against most of these teams before. Yeah. He, he was really keen to, to, to get, to get out there. Uh, so we lost him pretty, pretty sharpish. Uh and it was a shame because I, uh, you know, I I think if he'd have been playing, he'd, he'd have played alongside Kenny Burns at the back, and I yep. think they would have made a good two-some. Mm. Uh But but because he was injured, uh, the other player who who we had there was was Martin Buchan. Yeah. And uh, Martin got injured as well in the game. <laughs> so so I had to move back then into like alongside Burnsy. Yeah. Uh, which you know took away what I felt with my attributes of playing in midfield. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, and I felt good. Hmm. So I thought, you know, uh, it's a shame that I've got to go back here uh, because Martin, he didn't recover until about the last game. Uh, and then, and obviously Norman, he didn't recover yeah, from his. Uh, but but, but we, 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 we never, we didn't disgrace ourselves. But what, what was interesting, I think we lost two games. And then we played West Germany, yeah. And the West German side, yeah, <laughs> they were flying in and flying out. Yeah, I'm right. Yeah. So the likes of uh, Breiner, Beckenbauer. Yeah. yeah, they'd come and stay for a couple of days, play a game, and then they'd go out, they'd go away, they'd go and do something else. Yeah. Right. Uh, maybe they had another exhibition game to play in somewhere like else. Another master's tournament. You know, yeah. So the so the Germans were was to me, they were they were surrounded by I would imagine, yeah, some wealthy people. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it was they had quite an entourage with them. Right. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So I could only imagine that they you know that they were living the life of luxury. <laughs> where where we were we were we were the paupers yeah we were the paupers and we were the ones that you know didn't have the fa behind us in a way yeah yeah so so we were doing this in in a way sort of to tr- try to i i reckon to, to save face in a way you know because why you've been invited and not to turn up would have been yeah. disaster really mm-hmm. you know from the point of view of international relations i reckon you know, because why couldn't they turn up? Why, why couldn't we get a team, an England team, together? You know, and uh, anyway, they allowed us to play as Great Britain, which I thought was a surprise anyway. Yeah. You know, why would they let us play as Great Britain? Who, Crazy. Who, who knows? You know, they they probably all would have been looking, well, who's Great Britain? They've never, <laughs> they've never won the World Cup. Yeah. yeah. Isn't Great Britain made up of England, Scotland, Wales and Ireland?
2: They're cheating oh. <laughs> throw them out.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We don't need them here. We won the one game. We beat West Germany. Yeah. And I remember coming back after the game and, uh, you know, the, the, some of the other guys from the other team, cause we were all in the same hotel together. Yeah. And and obviously the the word got round that <laughs> the Great Britain side had beaten West Germany 2-1. Uh, I, I think it was a, a big surprise to, to most of them, yeah, that they'd lost that game, West yeah. Germany. It was no surprise to us, yeah, because I, I I felt we had a we had a really good squad yeah you know, when I considered the names that were there yeah.
2: and, uh, let's have a look at some of the names I've got that I could find um yes. Joe Corrigan was your goalkeeper
0: yeah with Peter Benetti
2: oh uh, see it only gives some of the uh, yeah. of the names Alan Kennedy was there, Terry McDermott yeah. according to this yeah. list, Frank Worthington. Alan yes. Whittle, Gordon yes. Hill, David Johnson, Mick Bates, Peter Osgood and Duncan McKenzie are the names yeah. that I've got.
0: Yeah. we obviously with John Robertson. Yeah. Norman Hunter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Don Masson.
2: Yeah. So we uh, had some proper good players, didn't we? Oh,
0: no, no. Yeah. yeah? And, and uh, on average age, was quite... It was quite good. Average age, I think.
2: About thirty-eight by the looks of these. Yeah, swear.
0: yeah, that's mm-hmm. right. Yeah, so it 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 wasn't bad. The, I think the only player who didn't play was Ken. Sh- Sh- well, besides Norman because he got injured, was Ken Shalletto. Blimey. Yeah, because Ken was there, but I I think I think Ken was the oldest of the lot. And, yeah, yeah, we, yeah. And it, 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 he looked old as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I you know he, he didn't look as if he could. Play a game of football at the level that we were expected to play.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, but uh, but I think he came along to be paid with mates with Pete, uh, Peter Osgood. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think I, I'm not too sure whether Peter played either. Yeah, All right. I'm not too sure whether he, he got a game. Yeah, because he was, you know, he, he didn't look he didn't look at his best either. Yeah, yeah with Peter. But the rest of the guys looked really good. Gordon Hill and, and Alan Kennedy, you know, and Terry Mack, you know. Good, they were in good nick. Uh, Benji, you know, Benji can still play. He yeah. was, uh, he, it's got here, he was only 35 when he went mm.
2: yeah. on my list that I've got. You know, yeah, same. You know. here. Aussie was uh, was yeah. 41.
0: Yes.
2: Right. To, yeah. I mean, Pete was one of the older players there, and he was. Joe Corrigan yeah. was 40. But to be fair, goalkeepers, you can get yeah. away with it, can't you? Well, when you're well Joe.
0: Yeah, I think Joe was got. Uh, I think Joe got the goalkeeper of the tournament.
2: Right. Okay. Mind you, the by end. the looks of it, he had a yeah. fair amount of practice.
0: <laughs> well, he 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 did. Yeah. He <laughs> yeah. was. Uh, but but I, see, I've got. I, I took a load of photographs myself. I sent you some, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. You uh, have. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you know, I mean, it was. Uh, you know, they're, they're all my own photographs that I took. Yeah? yeah. And so I've got a picture of of Joe getting a, an award from uh, from Norman Hunter. And I think it was for the goalkeeper of the tournament.
2: Yeah. Against the Europeans, you didn't lose. We drew uh, 0-0 against Italy, yeah. beat Germany. Well, it was West yes. Germany in them days, yes, 2-1. But um, Brazil was the first game, we got beat 3-0. And then we yeah. played Argentina, got beat uh, 4-2. So probably, you know, playing two of the best, Teams and over there in South America, they're used to the climate and everything else, aren't they? Especially the Brazilians and you know the the, the Latin Americans of well. If you take the Latin Americans and play them in Europe, you tend to not get the same results when they're playing in their own backyard.
0: Yes. So to be honest, you know the the, the weather was quite good for us. It wasn't uh, at that time of year. It's it's this sort of uh, winter, but. You know, their winters are, are quite nice. The only thing you've got to be, the only th- the only concern you have there at that time of the year is the rains. Yeah. Because we, uh, we, we took a trip up to Rio, uh, yeah. from Sao Paulo. And, uh, it was, it was a nice journey up there. But when we were about to come back, it was have been about six o'clock. Yeah. We'd had a great day. Yeah. Cause that's when we obviously went up to Sugarloaf. Yeah. And, uh, did the, the tourist bit and everything. Uh, it, it, it was it was one of those places, again, you know, when you see it on television. You don't realise how tatty it is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and how run down the whole place was. Mm. You know, because uh, you, you see it on films and everything. And you think to yourself, God, doesn't that look amazing? Yeah. You know, yep. crowded beaches and everything, but... It was, it was a real eye opener because remember we, we were sitting at this hotel uh, in this uh, restaurant outside and we were having some uh, food and you've got these starving kids who were looking at you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, wanting you yeah, to throw them a chip or something. Yeah. You know, and uh, you just think to yourself, gosh, you know, it, it's, what a state, mm. you know, and, 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 you know, they got these kids who were just salivating, yeah, you know, just watching you eat. It, it, and obviously it puts you off wanting to eat then. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but the, the the guys in the restaurant, you know, the waiters and all that, they shoo these you know these kids off and all that. But they don't they don't go away for very long. But you know the the, the whole beach thing, the Rio thing and everything, it was it was just you know it wasn't it wasn't a pristine place as you expected it to be. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so so you. Yeah, it's it, it's interesting, Paul. You know, when you see these places, you know, like I said with the uh, Amden Park, it's you get the impression of something being absolutely fantastic. Yeah, and then you get there, and it's it's really not. Mm. Yeah, and it's it's uh, it's a bit very run down. I mean, I would imagine now it's a bit special because uh, I remember seeing a program not long ago, like the the hotels on the Rio on on the uh, what's the name. Uh, By on the beach Co-cab- yeah. Co-cabana. Co-cabana. yeah, yeah, they've, they've all been updated now and you know, you've got lots of wealthy people who are, are visiting there uh, a lot more and It's a place to go, you know for the the, uh, the elite uh, Not just the elite, but you know, I'm, there's lots of other people now who can afford it and are quite happy to go there uh, You know so but the so weird we had that day now in in, in Rio and we it started to rain, but the thing is, when it rains over there, yeah, it just doesn't rain, it, it, it comes Blat. down, <laughs> it comes down, the whole place goes black before yeah. you know it goes, goes dark and everything. But, but so, we're sitting now in the airport and we're, we're on the first level, yeah. And this rain is coming down, and you can see the, 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 the lightning striking the ground. It's unbelievable, mm. yeah. And so we've had to wait now something like about three hours, yeah, before we can get the flight back. Mm. Yeah, so it, it wasn't put off because they know that these things come in and then they go in Brazil. So so we we had to wait about three hours uh, before we could get on. But so we're sitting there on the first level, and you know this water is just relentless. <laughs> And eventually, it starts coming in the windows and everything on the first level. And it's running down the stairs. Yeah. Oh. So water now is actually running down the concrete stairs from the first <laughs> floor. So it's, it's just one of those amazing happenings. You know, you think to yourself, is this real? Is this real? Eventually, we get on the plane. Uh, uh, the, the, uh, the storm's over. Yeah is cleared a little bit, so we jumped on this plane. And one of the things I used to hate about flying, and well, it was anything with traveling, was that I used to hate people who smoked. Yeah, you know, it just I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't suffer that, you know. So we're all, we all get on the plane and we're all put in separate seats, you know, we're not sitting with one another. And I remember being sitting in between. Two blokes both of them smoked. Yeah But so we've got this flight back now and we're actually following the storm Yeah We're following it. So the plane you can imagine it. It's going all over the place I've got two guys who were smoking. Yeah both sides and I'm feeling so sick And I just (laughs) want to get I just want to get off. I really do you know, so we eventually get back and crikey was i so relieved to get some fresh air but you know it was it was uh it was an event that was an event yeah you know to sort of just going up to rio but i was glad i saw it yeah, yeah it's you know to go all the way to go all the way to brazil and and not go up to rio mm. yeah would have been uh, you know sort of a big miss
2: yeah, it's one of them things that you've, you've got to do yeah. ain't you? while you're there. The, you've got to go Up su- the sides.
0: Sh- and yeah. up the sugar load, i as yeah. I say, you know, that was where we met the, the famous or the infamous Mr Biggs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, when he was doing his rounds on the first level, having photographs with people, and then uh, making money when they came back down with uh, photographs on a cup or a plate or a, a picture. So that was how, he's made, how he made his money.
2: It's incredible, yeah, it's isn't
0: it? Yeah. Robin trains
2: is. to uh, having, yes. your fa- having your face on plates in yes. Brazil. Oh dear! But you enjoyed your time there, Dennis. It was good experience, wasn't oh, it? Was Football no, has fabulous. taken you all around the world, and yes. you've coached in in Asia as well. I want to talk to you about that in um, in, in uh, podcasts to come. Was it Thailand that you was um, coaching in?
0: No, uh, if you, I actually went. Yeah. To Ramallah. Right. Okay. Where's that? Right. Well, it's what's the name? It's Palestine. Oh right. That's yeah. Yeah. Palestine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Again, you know, it's a uh, interesting place. Yeah. Very interesting.
2: Yeah. Well, we're going so to be talking about coaching yeah. in Palestine. Yes. I don't know why I got uh, Thailand down. Anywhere else that you coached uh, abroad?
0: I went to South Africa.
2: Yep. Yeah, okay. So we have got South Africa. Just making notes. South,
0: South Africa. Yeah. Uh, but I went to plenty of places. Yeah. You know, I I was I, in those in my early days of being at Coventry. Yeah. Yeah. I sort of hit the jackpot yeah, for traveling yeah. as a young person. I yeah. really did. Yeah. And. Uh, it was it was a great experience, yeah. Sort of someone else paying for you, Paul. Yeah, yeah.
2: To it's come, always the best go. way, Dennis. It <laughs> is. That was
0: great. That was great, and it was because it was obviously in America where, you know, I, I start I started my really big collection of music. Right. Because music over there was so plentiful, yeah, so cheap. And uh, I was talking to Johnny about this the other day. <laughs> I said, I don't know how I got it back. I don't, know where, I don't know where to put all these records, yeah. Yeah. And all these LPs. But they were in my suitcase. I never paid any extra tax or anything. <laughs> right. But I was, I was collecting these as we went around. Yeah. And I, I obviously must have bought another suitcase. So was you
2: in. coaching in America then as well?
0: No, no, no. I was playing. Right, okay. I was an 18-year-old. Yeah. Right. Okay. No, I had some great trips with Coventry City. Yeah. Uh, but but that was where I I'd taken a list, you know, sort of the length of my arm yeah. of uh, of soul music I wanted to buy. And I, I used used to, everywhere we used to go. I used to go looking for the record stores. Yeah. And I remember in Dallas going into this one in Dallas, and it was just it was it was heaven. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> you just landed into this this fantastic sort of record shop and it just goes on forever. You know, it's got everything in there, yeah. And you just think to say, Oh gosh, I could I could stay in all day. Yeah. But I I, I went through my list and I, I was finding my music and all that, you know, and I was buying it. I, I, I must have spent a fortune when I was out there on records. Yeah. I couldn't spend it on drink because I was too young, so I spent it. Yeah. On, I, I spent it on. I couldn't go out anywhere because I was under eighteen.
2: How long were uh, you in America for, Ricov? Because...
0: We had we had about three and a bit weeks. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah, we 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 were on the eastern seaboard. Yeah. And it was when Roushnam uh, was in charge of the fu- the American Football League.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah, so,
2: they they just started. Well, they yeah. started it up pretty much sixty-seven. That was yeah. the first one, and and then um, moved on, and then in the uh, what mid seventies, I think around about seventy-five, Pele went, didn't they? Yes, and yes. and that really kicked on the NASL. So we will talk about the NS NASL in our next podcast but just finally before we go let's let's go back to 1970 and the youth cup final coventry city versus spurs i didn't realize that it was such a such a marathon of of a game it should have been two legs but you ended up playing two replays
0: as well didn't you we did yeah and I was worried that I might miss the American trip as well. Right. Okay. Was it that yeah, close? Because, well, it, yeah, because it was, because um, I I thought we've got the, the second replay. If we'd have drawn again, I thought we'd have to, you know, sort of uh, play another game. But yeah. I think, I think apparently there was going to be penalties after that
2: one. Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. sure I read somewhere it was yes, going to go to fine.
0: penalties. Yeah. So, so I'd have been all right from the trip because the, the trip to America was was we were going we were going out there. I think the game was on a Saturday against uh, Spurs. And I think we were going out on the Monday to America. Yeah, so I was I was just open that you know I wasn't going to get sort of collared into someone had to win someone had to win. But you know it was it was a it, it was I I had to get really it was a reflection of any finals I got or, or got close to a final or in a final. Yeah. yeah. Like we did with uh, Everton. Yeah. <laughs> it, it became a marathon. Yeah. You know, to finish it off. But uh, there was, there was a couple of players. Well, there was more than two players on, on each. Uh, well, in my side, there was myself, uh, Mick Maguire. Yeah. Uh, who, uh, Alan Green, who went forward, Bobby Parker, uh, Jimmy Holmes. Uh, they they all went forward to play for Coventry. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Alan Dugdale was another one. Alan actually was from Kirby, where I came from. Really? So he was a he was a, a year younger than me. Uh, so so we we had a young side compared yeah. to the Tottenham side. Yeah. Mm. I think the Tottenham side was probably just a little bit average age. We're probably just a little bit older. Yeah. Uh, but the uh, goalkeeper was was who. Uh, if you read the reports, yep. he he had two outstanding games and a couple of the games uh, we played where he, he he was he was able to sort of keep the score down as goalkeepers are supposed to. Mm. But he was their outstanding sort of performer in in a couple of the games that we played. We'd lost one, we'd lost one nil away, and then we 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 won one nil at home. Yeah,
2: and it was one one on aggregate, wasn't
0: it? One one on aggregate, and then we won the toss then yeah yeah to play the replay at our place uh i come I road and uh i remember reading i've you know i've got the cuttings from it and I remember reading uh, i think derek en- anderson was the uh, writer for the coventy De- telegraph and i he, he, he i think this I think the second game, one of the games, he he put like a a performance verdict of outstanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he he mentioned about the fact that you know the 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 Coventry fans, you miss something special. Yeah. yeah, from the point of view of seeing the future of Coventry City. But uh, the second, the replay, the first replay was the one that we we should have we should have won it then because it was in that one where the the, the the famous Graham Souness uh, was sent off. Yeah. Yeah. With about 20 minutes to go, after taking a wild swipe at myself. Yeah. Uh. I can't remember exactly where and how that happened. All I remember is jumping out the way. Yeah. Yeah. And the referee coming over and uh, just gave a just sent him off. Yeah. You know there was no. No yellow card or anything, just said uh, off you go. Yeah, because he obviously saw a deliberate intent to injure. Yeah,
2: soon as uh, soon as has never changed his game, yeah, has no,
0: it? no, no, absolutely. No, absolutely. <laughs> but for, from all I for, from what I remember as well, I think that was the only time you know like Graham was ever sent off in England, right? Okay, yeah, if you check the records, and I'm sure I'm right on this, right. Graham was suspended a lot, yeah, for yellow cards, yeah. But he was never sent off. Playing in England, right?
2: Okay, I'll have to have yeah.
0: a look at that. Check that one out. I'm no. I'm, I'm, I'm certain of that one, yeah, because that's what I tell people anyway. Right. Okay. <laughs> I tell I tell people as soon as the only time he ever got sent off was when when he tried to kick me into the stands. <laughs> But we we were we, so when he went off, we we took the lead and went two one up.
1: Yeah.
0: And you know when you're playing, I've always said this about ten men. Yeah. Mm. When the team goes down to ten men, they start playing like twelve. Yeah. Yeah. And so what we have to do with eleven, we have to start playing like twelve as well, as if we've got the extra man. Yeah. But what sometimes happens mm. is that you, you tend to find that the ten men actually start putting a lot more effort into their yep. performance. Yeah. Because they know they have to. Yep. Whereas the the eleven now think that they've got a they've got a better chance because they've got one more man over. Plus yep. the fact is it's probably their best player who's gone off the pitch. Mm. You know, so we missed our opportunity really to be to have to become the first Coventry City team, youth team to have won the, the youth cup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we then had to go and play then on, I think it was a Saturday then, we had to go and play at Tottenham and we lost 1-0 again, so every game was really close mm-hmm. you know, but 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 as I say, if you look at the reports, uh, Barry Danes, the goalkeeper, he made some outstanding saves yeah, uh, which really kept them in the game, especially when they went down to 10 men uh, so it, you know it, it. It was disappointing to have lost that, but then I really had something a bit special to look forward to. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Steve Perryman played in that game as well, and McFlanagan, did, yeah, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: yeah I was, it's quite interesting actually, because you know there's a lot of there's a lot of people you know say about myself that you know I was unfortunate not to have got an England cap.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
0: But I also put Steve Perriman in the same box as me. Steve
2: got one in 1982. Yeah,
0: but mm. but it, to be honest, that one doesn't count.
2: No, that's what Steve <laughs> says about it. Yeah.
0: It, no, it, it was it was, an, it was they played against Australia. Yeah. I think they, I think uh, it's nice Spink went on that trip. Yeah. Spinksy got a cap as well, and there's quite a few others got. I think John Gregory might right. have even been on that trip. Oh, okay. No, I went to Australia with an England touring party. The year before i went to america yeah yeah but i didn't get we didn't get caps Mm. because it wasn't australian football now was just starting yep yeah so actually when they formed a proper league and they got going and they got association with you know fifa and everything Mm. that's why steve and nigel and all that and all those who went on that trip they actually got a cap because it was a proper international game yep but but I, I, I you know, I, I look at Steve and think to myself, I just don't know why he didn't get an England cap.
1: Mm.
0: Yeah. You know, and, and, and I'm sure he feels like me really, is that you know, well there must have been a lot of good players around at the time. Yeah. Who who just kept us out. And you can only have so many midfield players and or so many defenders in the squad. So you know, we missed out on that because obviously the manager at the time you know, fancied someone else. Uh, but, yeah. but yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was, he, he, Steve was the, he was the captain. Like I was the captain in our team. Yeah. yeah so we would then have a, quite a few games then going forward, you know, playing spurs and, uh, you know, and, and, so we, we would come up against each other quite a lot, you know, throughout the years and he never changed. He never changed. Yeah, he never changed. You know, he was a tough tackler. Yeah. You know, plenty pl- full, full of energy. Mm. Good footballer. Good passer. You know, the, lots of energy in midfield. Making things happen uh, for the other players, really, with the, his tenacity and everything. But Souness didn't stay there. Yeah. He no, no, yeah. He went up to Middlesbrough. You know, he, he didn't see a way forward for himself mm. at Tottenham. Uh, so, he must have just felt that, well, look, I want to be in the first team. I don't want to be hanging around for another season so he he went and Made his name really up at uh, playing for, for Middlesbrough.
2: And then moving on, of, of course, to Liverpool. There was a great yeah. podcast that Stephen and, uh, and, and Graham did and talking about those youth days, and it was absolutely fascinating. And I got from that that all Soonest wanted to do was play, and he wanted to get in the first team. He'd be banging on mm-hmm. Bill next door. I want to play, I want yeah. to play. And I think at the end of the day, you got to move up to uh, to Borough and. Um, his, his career kicked on, and one of the great midfield players that these shores have uh, have seen. David Icke played in goal for you that day. Well, those oh, games oh. didn't he? What
0: they was I still nice like? <laughs> <laughs> There's a couple of things actually which are interested. Obviously, Dave played, and I, 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 Dave and I joined at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he was from Leicester, and we we were in. Uh, we were all put up in, in a guest house when we all came to Coventry so yeah. we lived in a guest house so we were looked after really nice and really well uh, by the people who had the guest house and uh, so so Dave but Dave living in Leicester Dave would sort of play a game on the Saturday and then he, he would go home so he, he was he wasn't there then at the weekend but the likes of myself and some of the others who were further afield you know yeah. we we didn't uh, we didn't go home and uh, <laughs> In fact, it was, it, was, it was interesting because when I first went down to Coventry, uh, it was in the school holiday six weeks and it, it just started. So, you know, we, I went down to Coventry and uh, I, I'd been away for three weeks and we didn't have a telephone at home. Yeah, we, we weren't rich enough to have a telephone yeah. in Kirby. Uh, and the only other way of corresponding with my mother would have been to have written her a letter. But I was enjoying myself too much playing football every day that it didn't sort of uh, enter my mind to to write her a letter to tell her that everything is okay. So I remember getting called into the manager's office uh, about three weeks in. He said, uh, or the secretary it was, he said, We've, we've had a phone call from your mother. Uh, she just wanted to know if you were doing all right. <laughs> so, you know, I thought, well, Mum, well, you need to get a phone. So, <laughs> yeah, so I remember, I remember, right, because, you know, I was just enjoying myself so much, you know, <laughs> playing football and everything. And uh, I, I remember writing a letter back to saying yeah, uh, everything's okay and everything. I think the, I think it was soon afterwards they got a phone in. Yeah, because if they were, they were going to communicate with me, it would have had to have been by phone. <laughs> it certainly wasn't going to be by letter. Yeah. <laughs> I think last thing I wanted to do was be writing letters back to the mum. Uh, oh, uh, but, but it was uh, it was it was an interesting time. And as you say, Dave was there. Dave was uh he was he was uh he was a very quiet chap. Yeah, yeah Dave. He, he didn't say much. He was a big Gordon Banks fan. Mm-hmm. Uh you know, being from Leicester. Uh, he loved Gordon Banks and he was a very good goalkeeper actually. Yeah. And it, it I think that Dave would have made it as a as a professional goalkeeper. He 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 got very early on in his career he he, he ended up with arthritis in both knees. How yeah. long? He was only, only 20, 21, only twenty, twenty one. Yeah. And he tried to play on. I remember I remember meeting up with him once and I was talking to him and he was telling me that he was at Hereford trying to play, but after every game he'd get home and he'd have to he'd just have to lie down all night. yeah, That's For normal. the swelling to go. So Eventually he had to pack in. The next thing I know, then, and the next thing I know about Dave then is that he, he he's on the snooker with David Vine. Right. Okay. And he's he's doing the he's doing the snooker. He's sort of like David Vine's understudy, mm-hmm. and he's he's really good. Because what David did, he, he went to work for Radio Leicester. Yeah. Obviously, when he finished playing, and and before you know, the next time, as I say, next time I see him, he's 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 now he's now sort of David Vine's second. Mm-hmm. So when David Vine didn't do the, uh, you know, the interviews and all that on, uh, after, you know, the uh, the, the rounds on, on the television, if David wasn't there, then David I took over. And I thought, he's really good. You know, he, he had a, a presence about himself. Yeah. He, he, he was fantastic in, you know, the way he, he was speaking. And then he ended up on the uh, grandstand. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, with Frank Boff. Yeah. And then he just disappeared again. He just stopped working Yeah, on the television. And then the next thing that Dave became was the son of God. Oh, no, it was a quantum leap that was, wasn't it? <laughs> it certainly was. From Voin to Boff to God. <laughs> yeah. So and I'm, I'm, I'm just absolutely amazed now because, you know, Dave's now sort of, on the Teddy Wogan show Yeah And uh, You know in a, in a In one of those uh, <laughs> Those tracksuit stuff You know what they, they, they were all the rage What, what do they call It a shell that, suit Wouldn't he put on a, In a
2: shell suit And come out with that line <laughs>
0: Yeah <laughs> Yeah uh, And it was uh, And then All of a sudden now Dave's Become He's become this person That I didn't know Yeah, yeah. Uh, But he's He'd moved on a lot, yeah, you know, from being on the television. To be fair,
2: he's still like, you know, the son of God. Um,
0: yeah, no, I know. I've, you know, I've, with I've all watched, that, isn't he? Yeah, I've I've watched his shows on uh, YouTube. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've I've seen him, and it's uh, hes an interesting guy, isn't he? Yeah,
2: yeah. I think everybody, you know, every, people like that. You know, I mean, if he thinks he's the son of God, then, you know, uh, who am I to say that he's not? No. You know, with all these reptilians and stuff oh, that he comes out real. with, you know, yeah. I mean, like, who's to say that, that there isn't? I mean, we don't know. I mean, people say he's a right fruitcake. Well, I, I don't know whether he is, whether he's telling the truth, whether he's being. He knows something, he's seen things. You know, you, you actually you don't know. So no, he's got a hell of a
0: following, Paul. Oh,
2: absolutely. So I you, mean, the, the,
0: sh- the show's on uh, yeah. on YouTube at Wembley
2: Stadium. Yeah, it's incredible, you know, it's, isn't
0: it? The, the I mean, yeah. it's unbelievable. And the, and everybody's hanging on every word he says.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: You know? But you get the, and, the two, don't you? Yeah?
2: The ones that hang on, yeah. his other, on his every word and the ones that yes. think he's a complete knockout. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, yeah. and there's, there don't seem yeah. to be any middle ground with David Icke, but I'm 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 always of the opinion that you know what, I actually don't know. So I'll listen and um he's got something to say. Do I believe it? Well am I to believe it or not believe it? Because I don't know. But he is a very, very interesting character.
0: <laughs> well he is, he is to listen to, but he, yeah. but then you as you say, you have to make your own judgment then on what he's saying.
2: Yeah, you? absolutely, yeah.
0: It's it's uh it's difficult to follow them to be honest.
2: Well, it certainly yeah. is, but if you know we do all have our judgment day, yes, and then you know when we you know it's our turn, of we go up yes. there and the pearly gates, and the other side is the Ike Meister saying, "I told you I was right." <laughs> yeah. Jump kidding. into this pool. <laughs> yes, yeah.
0: The, the other the other interesting guy that uh, came to the football club when I was an apprentice was. Uh, Ken Knighton. Right, did he? Could, could you remember him? Is,
2: was he the, Ken Knighton, was he the, the, the fellow that tried to buy United?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. He was the same person.
2: He was the one that he, done the ball juggling and then went and bought yeah, Carlo yeah, United,
0: yeah. didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he was, he had two weeks on trial. Oh, right. As a young, as a young lad. Yeah. yeah, At our place. And, uh, he was very full of himself then.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. He always... But, but,
0: but I, I remember when he went up to Manchester, you know, to buy it. I remember getting a phone call from a, a newspaper asking me, you know, I, he was at Coventry with you, wasn't he? And I said, he was, but I don't remember anything about him. was only there two weeks. Yeah. yeah. But I do, what I do remember, I think, I think Dave Ike actually did a piece about him. This is before Dave had become, obviously, the son of God. Yeah? <laughs> and, and and so, you know, he would have been on the television then. But I think Dave actually did a piece about him. Now, I, I, you know, there's no way I was going to speak about Ken Knighton, but I, I don't remember. Yeah. yeah. I, I do remember he was there for two weeks, but there was nothing, there was no impression you could make on what the guy yeah. was like. You'd have to spend a year with him yeah. Yeah, to know what he was like. You know but uh but yeah he so he, he came you know I, I i bumped into him for you know two weeks yeah but he didn't he didn't make it with us but when you see the guy and what he was doing i, I felt you know the personality that he was showing. when he's at Coventry. Yeah. yeah it was it was certainly manifesting yeah in that scenario with with man united yeah and to have the audacity to go on the pitch and flick the ball up and, <laughs> and do what he did he must have had his. well i would say yeah the screw loose but he must have, it was a bit fanciful that he would be able to buy a club like man united but then again you know man united weren't doing anything great at the time mm. yeah, so he really got hold of them then who knows what that club would have turned out to be certainly it might not have turned out to be a club that was run by two americans who Don't care anything about the Man United
2: fans. Absolutely. But he went on and bought Carlisle. And um, I don't remember him turning them into a Manchester United type of club. But, you know, there you go. Who would have thought at Coventry City you'd have bumped into God's gift and son of God. (laughs) There you go. Dennis, I think we'll leave it there, mate. Till next time. Thank you very much, sir. And thank you all for listening. Cheers Paul. Cheers Paul. Speak soon. Cheers Dan. Yeah. Bye bye next. Bye-bye. Nick. bye-bye. <laughs>